0: This podcast does use some rude language and explores adult themes. You've been warned. One, two, three, four. Don't be a... Don't be a... Don't, a, don't be a... Don't be a, Please don't be a...
1: Don't be a... Don't,
0: a, boy, don't be a... Don't be a don't, don't be a... don't be a fuckwit. Welcome to Don't Be a Fuckwit, both a self-help podcast for those who don't understand the widely accepted social norms and a therapy session for those who do understand but are surrounded by those who don't. Helping me navigate the world of fuckwits in this episode is Comedian... Quizmaster, broadcaster, beer lover, Australian fast bowler, and gold logie holder, Tom
2: Gleeson. Hello, mate. G'day. You could argue that I'm a fuckwit. (laughs) When do you think you've been a fuckwit? I do it a lot on purpose for humorous reasons. Yeah, right. I mean, you could argue I host hard quiz as a fuckwit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. And um, a lot of people think it's an act. They think, oh, you know, is it? Oh, you're just pretending. It's like no, it comes very naturally. (laughs) All I do is just, (laughs) just, uh, just just take away the take away the niceties and just (laughs) give people the full blast.
0: Give the natural. uh, (laughs) Is it honesty or is it fuckwittery? I, you know,
2: I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's honest. But people think you're a fuckwit for it, even (laughs) though you're just being quite transparent.
0: I do love your, um, you have a, people may not be aware of this, but Tom Gleason has a very punk attitude to authority. And (laughs) I I love some of your stories involving your interactions with police. Yes. And wasn't there, were you telling me once a story about you got pulled over speeding? Yeah, and the officer tried to have a chat with you. And what did you? What <laughs> no, no.
2: What What happened was it was late at night. I think I texted you after it happened because we were having a few beers, and I said I've got to go because I think I'd had three. And I, and yeah. I live an hour out of yes. uh, Melbourne, so I've got to like drive a long way to get home. Yeah. And uh, I got pulled over. I was going 120 in a hundred zone, and the policeman said, "Why were you travelling so fast?" And I said, <laughs> "I said to him because I thought you weren't here." <laughs> Because I always see those little moments <laughs> yes. as opportunities. Like when you realise, oh, they're just a person with a uniform on and I'm a person and they're going to find me anyway. Might as well get value for money.
0: Might as we'll have a bit of fun. Yeah. At which point he would have caught up with his fellow officers yeah. and said, you should have seen this fuckwood I pulled over tonight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was a good laugh. Yeah. And uh but I find him the same as I would have anyway. Were any lessons learned? <laughs> don't know.
0: Don't know. No.
2: That happened to me too once I was on the street. I jaywalked in this yeah. is in Brisbane and, and the, a policeman chased me and wanted to find me. And um he wanted my ID and I said I don't have ID and he said why not and I said well <laughs> Because of Apple Pay, because you can pay using yeah, your watch and yes, your phone yes. now. I don't have a wallet anymore. And he's like, well, I'm going to need to, he needed to go into the database. It took ages. <laughs> and uh, it was also embarrassing because I was, I was just outside the theatre I'd performed in, so the audience was leaving. Like they were just walking past. ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, look what's happened to Gleeso, good one. And, um, and it was jaywalking, you know. I oh, just yeah. cro- anyway, so he got really cross. And at the very end the last thing he said was, the thing that upset me the most was that you didn't seem contrite. And I said, mate, it was jaywalking. I'll be honest with you, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it about two blocks down there again. You can follow me and we can do this all over again. And he was looking at me like I was a fuckwit. Did he fine you? He did fine me, yeah. He yeah. F- what is the fine for jaywalking? Can oh, you remember? It was like 100 and something, yeah. Go seriously. Anyway, but also he had an iPad and it was what? Anyway, he was, 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 was an older policeman It was him and right, he, okay. he was not yeah, he familiar was with a, the iPad. That's, that's, I wanted to reach in, <laughs> change his settings. Let's bump up the text size for starters. This would be so much was faster. He, <laughs> was he doing a lot of squinting while yeah, he, was, he was squinting? and i just spell my name, Tom. I'm not joking. T O M.
0: <laughs> oh, what a, yeah. what a joyous moment. Yeah. And were you also, did you, not? and I know you would never encourage anyone to drink drive. No. You're not irresponsible like that.
2: No. But, I'm very good at drinking within my limits. But have you... I can drink right up to 0, 049. <laughs> I can feel it. I, I know a my A little buddy. tingle on my 049, <laughs> yep. Pass me the keys. I'm off.
0: Wouldn't it be great if you had an internal, yeah. some sort of internal reader? Yeah. That, a mate of mine has, he paid a bit of money for an actual... Machine yeah. he has in his car.
2: Yeah. Well, we actually had... So, um, we, so he I'll, knows
0: exactly how much he's over when yeah. he drives.
2: <laughs> well, we had... Um, I was just away uh, camping with some friends. We ended up going to a winery and having lunch, which uh, probably undoes the camping part of it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. so it doesn't find dining on the side. Yeah. And, um, yeah, a friend brought a breathalyser and we thought it would be really fun... Uh, drinking game if, like, essentially, if you're under the limit, you have to have a drink <laughs> and you keep passing the machine around <laughs> until none of you can drive. <laughs> yeah.
0: Didn't you, in a show once, share just you gave you gave the audience statistics mm. on who gets
2: pulled over to drink drive? You surveyed the room,
0: yeah. How many people have been done drink driving? Yeah. How often it, have you seen it? It's a next oak? to nobody,
2: yeah, yeah which is, yeah, I shouldn't remind people of that, but, yeah. I must admit, uh, during the pandemic, it's still going, some say. Uh, But, yeah, I haven't seen RBT for that entire time. Anyway, so I'm just saying there are upsides.
0: Mm. Don't drink drive. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now, how do you just, in general life, Tom Gleason, feel about fuckwits?
2: Oh, I enjoy them. Uh, Quite often when I'm tangled up in one, I actually, I I like to uh, revel in it. I like to slow things down.
0: Oh, yeah, right. You know
2: what I mean? I like to really drink it in and try to remember it. It's like it's like a podcast, but it's real life. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you have favourite types of fuckwit behaviour that you see uh, people exhibit you know, yeah, I in, mean, day, in day-to-day
2: life? Well, my favourites are just when I always... I am particularly enjoy when people follow the rules uh, to a fault and get very upset when you exercise common sense within that. And oh, yeah, this happens right. to me all the time. I mean, mm. travelling's a classic. Like I was yes. at the – just recently I was at Gold Coast Security going through there at the airport, mm. and um, there was a young hothead who was uh, working the security desk, and uh, I put my bag – again, every every airport's got a different rule. It's a bit tricky. I, cap uh, on,
0: cap off. Oh, yes, Melbourne and
2: Adelaide. Eat your glasses. You can hold on to your glasses, buddy. <laughs> like it's – you know, and then you walk through, uh, belt on, no worries. Otherwise, take your belt off, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, it's it's all just slightly different.
0: Yeah. iPad in or out. I don't know why, because isn't it, it's, it's it's a national body that looks, I don't get why it's different. It's all a bit Adelaide, different. Adelaide, ha- cap on. Melbourne, vigilant about cap off. That's right, yeah. Vigilant. I've even tried to take my cap off and hold it by my side so yeah. they can't see it. And then I like, put it on. And they're like, I go through, they make me go back and oh. put
2: the, yeah. Well, Gold Coast's quirk is I went to put my bag straight on the conveyor belt into the, the X-ray machine. Yeah. No, it has to go in a tub. Everything goes in a tub. Oh, what? right. But because I'd made the the slight infraction, because I travel a lot, yeah. uh, of putting my bag straight onto the belt, which happens in every other airport... <laughs> The guy he said, "Put it in the tub." And because I'd made that one mistake, yeah. he presumed I had no idea about airline travel. <laughs> oh, what? Have you emptied your pockets? Yes. What about belt? Yes. What else you got? He, he handed me my bag back, and, and like, I'm not joking. He handed me my bag back because I put because I put it in the tub, and he handed it back. What about? Then he quizzed me about, all, and, I, and I just put Australia. It it's fine, mate. <laughs> I don't talk about it, and I put it back in, and he was really quite cross. But but the thing was about it. The great thing about fuckwit is often there's a say um, there's the anti fuckwit Oh yeah, yeah. That kind of takes the edge off. That's yin and yang. Uh, yeah, right. So like, this, like a good
0: good cop bad cop. Yeah, kind this of young bond. angry
2: man. I put the thing back in the tub, and, and he he looked at it very closely as it didn't bip and just went straight through. Yeah, and that was good. So then I walked through. Yeah, and. Uh, there was an older middle-aged man who was on the other side of the x-ray and he said, as I came through, he said, it's all right, I'm not going to ruin your day. <laughs> I said, nice. So, so he's get- obviously been watching this guy pissing people off all morning. He's like, it's all right. You're going to-. He said, you're going to enjoy your day from now on. He gets it. He said, it's all right. He, gets- he said, do you have a watch on? I'm like, yeah, he goes, cool. I think it, it might have blipped from a watch. A little a little bit of common sense. Again, watch on off. That's For, another one.
0: From someone. <laughs> and also the when they call you over... To, to, to do the, I got the, today, mm. I got the extra check, by yeah. the, the bomb check. Yeah. On that, and they come over here, unzip, and they were getting quite pushy about the whole, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know.
2: I know. Has anyone, some reason they, have they,
0: they, I'd love to see the stats. Yeah. Have they ever discovered bomb residue in a bag at an Australian airport?
2: All right. Well, this is, a, this is a bit like the breath testing thing again. Like yeah. I'm saying, you just don't see them anymore is um you know drive safely, but I'm just saying it's up to you <laughs> but with um once I was at a firing range and it was I was with you actually yes, I, we were at the at the special forces at their
0: mate I remember this I specifically remember
2: this yes yeah, so we were at a firing range yeah uh, with the SAS at their main at their main base mm. over in uh, Western Australia and um, we were firing machine guns all afternoon. Indoors. indoors. Yes. I didn't have a shower afterwards. I went straight to the airport, pulled over for the explosives check, nothing. Nothing. I must have been covered in residue. Same. (laughs) Same. So all I'm saying is if you've ever been a bit nervous because you've been firing automatic weapons all (laughs) afternoon and you think, should I change my clothes and have a shower, don't go straight. In fact, if you have a homemade bomb <laughs> in your bag and you're nervous, I'll find it. They probably will, but you won't set off that other machine.
0: <laughs> It'll be fine. We have a lot of uh, uh, automatic weapons users mm. listen to this podcast, so that's good <laughs> good advice it for them. It was a
2: whole afternoon. We It was, it a was lot a- of rounds, wasn't it? And
0: I reckon there were a few little explosions going off there in that too. place as well. <laughs> We would have been covered. Yeah. Absolutely covered. Yeah. And I specifically remembered enjoying that experiment and waiting.
2: Yeah. I was looking forward to it too. Yeah.
0: And, ch- and waiting for the people to go through yeah. so then I could go, right, i on get next. checked. go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I got checked. Yeah, and do all of me under my the whole <laughs> bit, up my <laughs> nose. Oh, clothes, bag. Full wipe. Down down I and going to drop in a in packs, each Get in there. there get there, behind there. my knees. <laughs> <laughs> Empty my
0: bag up my nose. That's yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Clean as a whistle. Yeah. Off you go. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, I've spoken to a couple of army people who have had even, whose bags have had even more direct contact with dodgy materials and they've said they've been checked and nothing's gone off.
2: Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) That machine's not plugged in, is it?
0: It's like at the footy. I don't know how recently you've been to the MCG, but they scan you with a metal detector as you walk in. I swear those things aren't even turned on. Yeah. And it's just such a cursory, it's like they don't want to check you.
2: No. It's to make people feel good. It's, it's to make you feel safe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, here's a couple of fuckwits I've bumped into uh, this week. How do you feel about people who crack
2: their knuckles? Well, this one's tricky because I crack my knuckles. Oh, do you? Yeah. But do you... Do you not know? See, you don't know
0: though. I don't know. I see, I didn't know but you cracked your knuckles. it's
2: funny. I don't think I'm discreet about it. I, in fact, I think it's such a habit that I probably do it in all the wrong places. Really?
0: Yeah. I, I know know, My mother
2: gets angry when I do it.
0: I know that knuckle crackers, so you feel, have a compulsion to do it and it gives you relief in yeah,
2: Yeah, it feels good. It feels, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I could do it up Why not? Oh, why not? Oh, yeah.
0: Because right. <laughs> I, was, I was in a queue at my at a botlow the other day, yeah. a few people in the queue, and there was a guy just cracking his knuckles all the time. Oh. And I felt like it was a bit passive aggressive.
2: Oh, right, yeah. I felt
0: like he's saying, move on.
2: Yeah.
0: Or I'm going to go the best on It is very threatening, yeah. It does, it does feel a bit threatening. I don't
2: really do it as a precursor to violence. More just like I've stepped away from the computer.
0: Does anyone do it, does anyone do it as a precursor to violence or is that know. just my
2: imagination? Well, in the movies they do.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about people who say, this is a, just to this weird little pet hate of mine, you, if you talk about a book and people go, oh, yeah, great book. I read that in one sitting. At which point I think... I don't care how long it took you to read the
2: book. Yeah, it's a bit like you're being boastful about your reading speed. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the... I just doubt it as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> even, I mean, audiobooks sort of give the show away a little bit. I think, like, uh, a fairly standard novel, what are they? They're like eight hours? I think when, uh, when they uh, yeah. you listen? Yes. So that means uh, you're reading it out loud. I guess you can read a bit faster when you're reading in your head. But even so, like, five hours? <sighs> That's what, cool. you didn't get. One sitting, you didn't go to the toilet once. Really? <laughs> I don't believe you.
0: You sat there. You fished. sat
2: down. You had breakfast, brushed your teeth, had a shower, <laughs> sat down at 9am and then just did not get up until 4. you <laughs> no, When you, you,
0: you finished the book. Yeah, sure. That is absolute bullshit. Yeah. And, so, and how much are you taking in if you're reading it that quickly?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I read it all in one sitting. Yeah, it's just like saying I ate the, the chocolate all in one <laughs> go. Did you enjoy it? No. no. Do you have regrets?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I'm a slow reader as well. Yeah. My wife mocks me when we're on holidays. Yeah. Where she'll be, if I'm reading something good and she might be reading over my shoulder and she'll be like, are you still on that page? I'm,
2: I'm the just, same. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> so
0: I'm slow. I'm
2: taking it in. I'll take, I take. don't know about you, but often I'll read a page and a half and then I'll, my mind will start to wander and then I have to remember where I was at.
0: I'm forever rereading. Yeah. Going back. Yeah. Because I've drifted off. Yeah. So but that's I'm, the book's fault, not yours. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I've got a 2022 attention span.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, on radio uh, this week, we interviewed a flat earther. Have you ever come across a flat, oh, a flat right. earther?
2: I did once see, this is years ago, for some, it was probably 2019. I think Bill Shorten was something like he was calling someone the flat earth brigade or something like oh, that. Right, and he yeah. used the hashtag flat earther. Yeah. And so I thought... That's funny. He's used that hashtag in this particular political tweet. So then I clicked on the hashtag, but it went through to all these legitimate oh. flat earthers. Oh mate, it didn't. It was no more political debate. It was all about how flat the earth was, <laughs> and there was and it wasn't people being ironic or funny. They just thought it was. Yeah. They and
0: this. Well, we spoke to this guy, American guy. He and he d- does talks around America. That's how he makes his living, mm. d- convincing people that the earth is flat. Right. And we interviewed him, and he seems genuinely convinced. Also, really lovely, charming, nice guy. Yeah. Kind of funny, good chat.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but then when we got onto the dimensions of the earth, absolutely convinced. And they've just got an answer for everything. She yeah. Says, well, what about but from yeah. space, yeah. it looks really round. Yeah. He goes, you're not going to like this. No one's ever been to space. All oh, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> they are paintings.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Are they? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about, so all those trips to space... Uh, or no one's been to space. Yeah. So not one person has been to space.
2: Yeah. Do you know what the clincher is? Apparently in uh, dispelling uh, the landing on the moon myth and flat earthers is Neil Armstrong used to like saying that the distance to the moon is measured via lasers that reflect off mirrors that I put there. (laughs) (laughs) So there are mirrors up on the – that he's actually oh, right. put but there. he put them there. Yeah, so I apparently think... the laser, how long it takes to go there and bounce back. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Or, re- or I say mirrors, they could be reflectors or something, yeah. What a great line. Yeah. That I put there. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have said it like that. He was uh, famously quite um, low-key. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. It's like that. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that, that feel of Felix Baumgartner. Can you remember him? He skydived from space.
2: Oh, yeah. That Red Bull yeah, that, thing. That was amazing, yeah. And then he got
0: into that spin at one point. It was full on. And then he yeah. landed. He tweeted that day. He said, how's your day going? I just skydived from space. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, what have you done today? Yeah. I just skydived from space. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty N- good. Nice. Uh, but this guy, said, he says that the Antarctica, so we said, does water fall off the edge if it's flat? Yeah. No. Antarctica, he said the Earth is like a lake. Yeah, Antarctica goes all the way around the edge. Yep. that holds the water in. Great, right. like a lake, and everything else is perfect
2: uh, <laughs> in
1: there.
2: I mean, it might just be that he's a he's a mathematician, and he just is like he's just like I live in a different dimension.
1: Yeah, As in, it's
2: just like it's because you know because you know the map of the world is when it's projected is two dimensional. Yes, and, and it's often it. I mean, that's what it looks like. When you yeah. look at the bottom, Antarctic, it goes all the oh, way all around. the oh, way, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he's just, like, really <laughs> latched onto that.
0: <laughs> I think he has. Yeah. And I said to him, uh, if, this is, if the whole space thing is a conspiracy and the round earth thing is a conspiracy, there's a lot of people in on that, yeah. you know? Just a lot of people keeping a secret. To which yeah. he said, yeah, amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's always the problem, isn't it, with secrets, isn't it? Like, I mean... <laughs> Just look, at, just look at politics and cabinet leaks. I mean, <laughs> oh. how many people are in cabinet? Is it like tw- 20 ministers or something like that? And just one announcement gets made and like it's in the paper the next day. And oh, yeah. The idea that there's a worldwide... Good, <laughs> there's,
0: there's no chance. It's like, you know, the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. It's a government conspiracy. Yeah. And they couldn't even keep Scott Morrison's text messages. Yeah. <laughs> I say remember they leaked his text messages? Yeah. They couldn't even stop him from playing a ukulele. On sixty minutes. <laughs> As, uh, speaking of fuckwits, do you follow Malcolm Roberts on Twitter? The
2: oh, One no. Nation.
0: Uh, I've candidate?
2: seen. I've seen his interventions every now and then. I don't follow him. I feel he, like my follows need to be earned.
0: <laughs> he is highly entertaining. Yeah, he's the guy. He tweeted recently. Uh, they want to take away. They want to get rid of CO two. You breathe out CO two. Therefore, they want to get rid of you. Right. Okay. Mm. So th- That's weird. the Global Warming Brigade are trying to just kill everyone off.
2: Really? Yeah. So are sewage plants also trying to get rid of us because they take our shit? Because <laughs> the shit comes out of the us. Comes- the sewage <laughs> plant treats it. There's a conspiracy. <laughs> and those sewage plants, they're, they're anti-human. <laughs> All right. They're trying to destroy <laughs> their crea- the creators of their favourite product.
0: <laughs> Once Malcolm hears this podcast, I'll look out for the tweet. He'll jump right onto that. Yeah. Uh. Uh, in some other news stories this week, oh, slightly heavier, this one, but uh, I'm shocked. The Taliban have ordered women to cover up. Now, I they said they wouldn't do this. Yeah. And now they have. Mm. I'm starting to think the Taliban can't be trusted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh,
2: this is a side note. Back when it was compulsory that you wear masks on public transport, yes. I saw a Muslim woman not wearing a mask. And I thought, wow, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, <thought> I did. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no judgment either way because yeah. you can. You can follow the ways of Islam and think COVID is a conspiracy. Is a conspiracy. Those ideas can go together they if you can,
0: want. Can go, and but did, I'm just saying I was And just they saying, did go together. There's
2: this whole, you know, you're not allowed to wear mu- and just and you know and also there are, you can have veils and there are various different mm. versions of what Muslim women can wear.
0: But, but she I, had I was still like yeah.
2: No mask at all. No mask, yeah. You could see her face. Yep. No mask. Whole oh, face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, that's a rebellion. Yeah, yeah maybe. Rebellious.
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe if there was no pandemic she'd be in a full burqa. <laughs> Because she'd be like, "Well, I want to cover up my face on my own terms, <laughs> not cause of dictator Dan."
0: Uh, um, uh, what about this one? A uh, Florida woman uh, threatened to bomb her hungry <laughs> her hungry son's school. This is the headline. Oh. Uh, so here's a story. Tell me what you make of this. Is, a woman has been arrested after threatening to blow up her son's high school unless cafeteria workers started giving him more food. <laughs> he must have a big appetite. That is
2: amazing. That's <laughs> something my son would ask me to do because he loves uh, food from the tuck shop. Yeah, but right. I wouldn't do it on his behalf.
0: <laughs> you can blow it up yourself. Yeah, yeah. But don't drag Dad into this. No, I'm not
2: going to, yeah.
0: Uh, they say the threat was left uh, earlier this year in a voicemail to Kokoa High School in Florida. Uh, the 41-year-old woman was arrested... And charged with making a false bomb threat and disruption of a school, uh, she didn't leave her name on the voicemail to the school. She rang—that's where she left the threat on, in a voicemail message. Right. Uh, but the school's caller ID recorded her number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, staff members at the school listened to the message the next morning and contacted the police. School was evacuated. No weapons or explosives were found. Investigators located the woman's phone number in school records. <laughs> so it wasn't a very complicated investigation. Yeah. Uh, and a resource officer confirmed that her child had gotten into an argument with a cafeteria worker because he wanted more food. <laughs> wow, that's a slight overreaction from mum. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and she has been arrested. But, <laughs> you know, you can... <laughs> don't mess with my mum, I mean.
2: Yeah. That's...
0: He, uh, I'd like to see the kid. Mm. I'd like to see now if he actually gets more food.
2: Yeah, or maybe I, he started it and has instilled that in his mother because sometimes he can, you know, parents can be led by their children's behaviour, like maybe yeah. he asked for seconds and she said no and then he put a bomb in the oven <laughs> at home. She's and like, it worked. That is, that is full on. And, she, <laughs> yeah, she started like second helpings, third helpings, every meal. <laughs> She thought, I've learned my lesson and the school will learn theirs. Or
0: oh, maybe they're tied on cash at home, so she wants
2: him to fill up at school. Yeah so just keep, keep. Every time he, every time he comes home from school, I have to cook dinner.
1: It's so it's annoying. annoying.
2: <laughs> I'm going to bomb the school.
0: Yeah, here is one of my favorite headlines of all time. Marcello, Brazilian soccer player who plays for Lyon in France. Marcello dropped for farting and laughing. <laughs> now, this isn't some mm. minor suburban league. This is the main, you know, this is like the French, yeah. uh, the main French competition. The main game. The main game. Uh, Brazilian defender Marcello was dropped from the Lyon first team due to continuous, <laughs> continuous farting and laughing in the dressing room.
2: Oh, right.
0: <laughs> it says here, in, uh, the 34-year-old was expelled from the senior squad following Lyon's <laughs> 3-0 defeat. Uh, last weekend.
2: I have to think he mustn't have been playing well also. Like Ronaldo (laughs) could fart and laugh all he wants, couldn't
0: he? It's so true.
2: (laughs) He he probably does. He probably farts and laughs for every hour that he's not on the field and they just let him. (laughs) Hey, it's Ronaldo. Yeah. What are you going to do? He He farts and laughs. That's what he does and kicks goals. (laughs)
0: <laughs> They're the three things that he does: yeah. <laughs>
2: farts, laughs, his goals. This guy mustn't have been doing well, as well. I am thinking,
0: and sadly, he gave them an excuse to drop him. Yeah, uh, Machello was caught laughing uh, during Captain Leo Dubois' speech to rally the troops following the three 0 loss. Ah. The laughter didn't go down well with the manager. Yeah. With the manager, yeah. Uh, however. Marcello was also disciplined by the club for repeatedly farting among his teammates in the dressing room and laughing in the presence of the club director and the club manager.
2: Oh dear, I like this guy. He laughs at authority. I know.
0: He's, uh, Marcello was considered one of the leaders of the team and had signed a new contract a few months before the start of the season. But the club described his actions after, after the loss as... Inappropriate behaviour.
2: That would be a bit hard to take. You're giving a big pep talk, and he's just there, cynically laughing at your attempts to paper over the fact that you've had a big loss. He's <laughs> had a big loss, and to add insult, to injury, he farts away as well.
0: He's farting. Yeah. Is he? Do the two go together? Is he laughing at his own farts? Yeah, maybe. Or are the two
2: separate? <laughs> yeah, or the laughing makes the farts happen.
0: He's a, he seems like a bit of fun. Yeah, to me. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, it's. Uh, Marcello, all the best in your uh, wherever you decide to play. And now whenever anyone Googles him, mm. that's gonna that's Yeah. I Google his name. No, you
2: don't Google his name, you just type in <laughs> Fart plus Laugh. <laughs> fart <laughs> plus Laugh uh, check matches from the previous month. <laughs> there he is. Marcello.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to Varquin of the Week. A special mention this week for Prince Charles mm. for, I don't know if you saw this, he was sitting in a gold chair in Parliament. I did see that, The yeah. Queen, the first time in her reign, she hasn't been in Parliament for this yeah. occasion, the Queen. Uh, so Prince Charles sat in for He was sitting in a gold chair.
2: He had a crown. Oh, no, he didn't have a crown. He had full, but he had full the, regalia. He had out, the yeah. full regalia. He looked, you yeah, know, yeah.
0: as I saw. He looked king-like and I think that was deliberate. He he did look king-like. Yeah. Or someone else, I saw someone tweet that he looked pimp-like. Oh. He looked like Flavor Flav, is what they they said. Um, But he uh, he spoke about, while sitting in the gold chair, covered in the gold chains and everything else, he spoke about the need to address uh, the cost of living. Yeah. He said (laughs) a top priority needs to help ease the cost of living for families and level up opportunity in all parts of the country.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And also it's not, it is a gold throne that he's sitting in and it's elevated as well. <laughs> it's, it's elevated. A, it's not even like it's down at ground level <laughs> no. with all the other seats. It was on every measure. I am telling you from <laughs> upon high, yeah. cost of living needs to be raised. <laughs> that we will all be equal.
0: It had a real touch of yeah. let them eat cake I'm about trying it,
2: to. I'm trying to picture, I'm thinking from his point of view, he thinks the crown and all that stuff, is own, it's owned by the crown, the throne and all that. So yeah. he must think of it as public property. And he's just sitting there oh, delivering a, the message.
0: He's the custodian of it for, yeah. the,
2: for the time being. But it's not a good look. I'm sure that was a, it was a shit house look. But at the same time, if you with any speech you make, you probably make it into a pretty expensive microphone. But no one questions that. <laughs> I Shut you. up you're, you're saying that into an expensive microphone You're, you're saying that into a <laughs> And I'm through a really a... expensive sound system <laughs> Fuck you Fuck you, Husey Yeah I, <laughs> I see you with your Bose sound system yeah. <laughs> yeah But it's not It's Yeah, it was a very funny look Yeah
0: uh, But our fuckword of the week is Greg Norman hmm. Have you seen this story? Yeah uh, So Greg Norman <laughs> Oh man He's um
2: well he's uh, trying to get a golf tournament happening in Saudi Arabia isn't it's it It's a
0: Saudi funded Golf, a series of Saudi funded golf tournaments. Uh, he's involved, he's invested, yep. he's fully on board, yeah. uh, which means he's teamed up with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And then he was at an event promoting this new series of golf tournaments that he's invested in that they've spent hundreds of millions.
2: Yeah, and it's a lot of money, but Saudi Arabia, the human rights record is not ideal.
0: And he was questioned about it at an event. Uh, promoting these golf and tournaments, and
2: also just to be clear, this is this is a regime that got a journalist and chopped him into pieces. And this is what they asked him about, mm. and he said, "This is," and I'm quoting directly here.
0: Greg Norman when asked about Khashoggi, and there's no, I don't think there's any doubt about what happened there. Yeah, now. he said, "Look, we've all made mistakes. Yeah, and you just want to learn by those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. Yeah,
2: you know." I mean, I, I guess you I, just think, well, next time, just let's make sure the knives are blunt. Don't sharpen our knives, just in case we're tempted to chop a journalist into pieces. <laughs> into pieces. It, we'll only have butter knives, and we'll just like slightly yeah. rub their skin.
0: This is l- <laughs> <laughs> Next time we lure a journalist to an, an to another country. embassy yeah. <laughs> to chop them oh up into the little pieces. Yeah, We've all made. I mean, mistake is you get drunk at the office Christmas party. Hmm and yeah. pass someone you shouldn't. That's, yeah, that's a mistake. That's
2: a mistake. <laughs> that's yeah. a mistake. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know that this could be classified.
2: Yeah. Or you're almost uh, going to get a birdie and then you get par. That's uh, a, oh, damn it. Or
0: you lead the US Masters by five strokes going into the final day. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a massive choke and throw yeah. it away to Nick Fowder.
2: Well, in his defence, he probably feels like he should have been chopped into pieces after doing that. <laughs> after doing that. He deserved it, I'll yeah. tell you. It was infuriating. I uh,
0: remember when... Um, Speaking of people not quite choosing their words correctly, mm. the bushfires and ScoMo was doing the rounds and he was not being well-received anywhere he went. Mm. And there was a moment where ScoMo walked up to a CFA guy who was sitting in a chair mm. and he just could not have looked more exhausted.
2: Yeah.
0: He was just compl- rooted, this guy. and SCOMO He wasn't,
2: to, he wasn't camera ready, <sighs> put it another way. He definitely
0: <laughs> was not camera ready. And ScoMo <laughs> walks up and says, How you going, mate? And, you know, Scammer always says mate in a weird way. Yeah. Like it doesn't come naturally to him. Yeah. How you going, mate? Mm. And the bloke says, well, to be honest, terrible. I've worked 36 hours straight. I'm exhausted. I'm starving. I'm thirsty. Um, and I'm not even sure if my own house has burnt down. Mm. I actually think it might have been, but I, I'm actually right now, I'm not sure mm. if my own house has burnt down. And then ScoMo goes, pats him on the shoulder and says, all right, I'll leave you to it then. (laughs) And walked off. I don't know if that's the right response in there. All right, I'll leave you to it then is something you say, like if you're in a bedroom, there's three of you in a bedroom and the other two start passion on. (laughs) All right, I'll leave you to it then. (laughs) Yeah. Not when a bloke's just laid his life
2: out in front of you. I wonder how that guy's going to (laughs) vote. Maybe he'll maybe it'll be about cost of living. Maybe it's like, my house burnt down, but I want a strong economy.
0: But I did pay six dollars for a lettuce yesterday. Yes.
2: I want SCOMO
0: back. Fuck in history. This week, Tom, I'm celebrating, only going back to twenty twelve. I'm going for the skipper of the Costa Concordia. Oh. Captain Scatino.
2: Yes. Can you remember this story? Oh, I remember this. I love this story. Yeah,
0: uh, uh, where the ship, uh, it's a was a luxury, uh, you know, holiday vessel, cruise liner. Yep. And uh, the ship hit underwater rocks and started sinking.
2: Mm.
0: Captain Scatino.
2: Went too close to the coast. Went too close to
0: the coast. Yeah. Uh, they say he was trying to impress... The Moldovan dancer he was having an affair with.
2: That's right, and there were traces of cocaine found. Yeah, correct. I remember I used to do material about that. I said I, I think he 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 put the line on the coast. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to go. You had to get really close just to snort it. <laughs> just to snort it. Oh no! <laughs> I was re- I was really confident that it would be fine.
0: <laughs> See that overconfidence. We know where that comes from. Uh, <laughs> he was he was one of the first. He was one of the first off the boat. Mm. claiming he fell off the ship into a lifeboat.
2: That's right. Yeah, you're supposed to go down with the ship, but he fell off. He fell off into a lifeboat. Yeah, that's right.
0: He was ordered over and over again to get back on the boat, <laughs> but he ignored those orders as he was one of the first to make it to land. Yeah, well, he was paranoid. <laughs> he, was he was off his head. <laughs> he was off his guts. Yeah. He was having an affair with a Moldovan dancer. They were together at the time on the bridge
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, when that boat hit the rock. And... Uh, 32 people died. He was sentenced to sixteen years in prison. Oh, so he's still there? Yeah, he went to prison about five years ago.
2: Oh, it's gonna be out soon. To start his sixteen year sentence. I wonder right? what ship he's gonna start with. He'll be happy because he was in prison during the pandemic when all the cruisers had to park. He probably he probably saw that on TV and thought, Oh thank God, I'm in here. <laughs> thank God for that. I'm in an Italian prison. COVID can't get in here. <laughs> I imagine that would have been fine yeah. in there. That would be fine in there. <laughs> would have been all good.
0: Uh, I don't know what's happened to the Costa Concordia. Is it still there? I imagine it is. hard to move, those things.
2: Oh, I think they eventually did get it they, back. They yeah. got it back. Yeah, because it was on its side there for oh, ages, yeah. looking like uh, the Poseidon Adventure. Just. And me. then, um, yeah, that's. I remember around that time mm. I was doing cruises, performing on cruise ships around Australia. Yeah. And they were often said that you weren't allowed to make jokes about the Costa Concordia. Right. And you never guess what I did, made the jokes anyway. <laughs> this is another speaking let's let's in fact when they said don't do jokes about it i was like oh i forgot that i've got some jokes on that i'll do it i did the thing about the line on the coast they loved it <laughs> they loved it you know what happened nothing, <laughs> nothing. i don't know hey, why as, they said i couldn't
0: do it as a nice bookend yeah uh let's talk about again your uh sort of punk attitude to authority hmm. what happened on the cruise ship with security when they didn't they cut you off from
2: drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they oh, Well, there are a few – oh, there's so many incidents that happen on the cruises. But I, I tell you one thing that happened that was mm. a bit odd was um, I uh, was in a lift because they got lifts inside the ship because yes. they're several stories yeah. high and the lift got stuck and I opened up the little uh, thing and got the phone and said, oh, we're in the lift um, and we're stuck and um, could you come and get us and then I hung up. And then I remembered how long all the other service had taken, like getting a drink, food, how long it took me to find my bags. I thought, yeah. we're going to be in here forever. So I Bruce Willis' my way out. I opened Have up the got- trap door and I went up through the shaft. Did you? climbed three storeys. No shit. Yeah. And then I came out like an emergency exit and just into a hallway. And everyone's like, Where'd you come from? And I'm like, That tiny door.
0: <laughs> don't go through that door.
2: And you. I thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And so then I was went. Was there a ladder? Yeah, there was a ladder on the inside of the lift shaft. Right. I must admit, I presumed it wasn't going to start again while I was in the lift shaft. But anyway, that I would got have given out. You a- Rude. Well, like, That well, would have given you a rude shock. Yeah, <laughs> So then I went and got my phone because I want to take a photo of like where I'd climbed like back down the hole, yeah, what I'd climbed yeah. out of. By then, when I came back, it was like nothing had ever happened. The door was shut. Everyone was like, oh, but I just climbed out. Like, no, you <laughs> no, didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Were there other people in the lift? Yeah. I,
2: don't, I think I left them in there. So
0: they watched you climb. <laughs>
2: yeah. goes Tom Gleeson. I'm out of here
0: what a great story for those people yeah. especially after you won the gold Logie oh. I to say hey I've met Tom Gleeson. Yeah. really
2: yeah where'd you meet him he we left were- us for dead <laughs> we were in a lift and he climbed out the roof of the lift of the what the fuck I just got out of there I just thought it was more, but it wasn't because I sensed danger I just thought this is going to take a really long time and I can't. went straight back to the bar yeah <laughs> <laughs> Stairs from then on, by the way.
0: I Oh, stairs. I bet.
2: I, I'd go eight flights at some point. I'm like, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. I don't want to get stuck in a lift again. Yeah. Do you get
0: nervous in lifts since?
2: No, no, I'm fine as long mm. as they're not on a ship run by that particular company. <laughs> it's more a reflection on their professionalism in general than um than, than lifts. Oh, I trust most lifts. <laughs> it's time for a deep dive into Fungway.
0: This week's Deep Dive topic is restaurants, and we have brought in one of the best to help us navigate this topic. He's a, well, he's a quadruple, five, six, seven, eight threat, whatever that is. <laughs> hmm. He's a TV star. He's an author. He's a chef, a restaurateur, a just all-round legend. And uh, I raced with him in the Celebrity Grand Prix as well. He knows his way around a car, too. I can report uh, and Maha is perhaps his best known restaurant, and of course, Spice Journey on SBS, great TV show. Shane get g'day, mate. G'day, mate. That's
3: a great intro. You, you forgot Diamond fucking Shag in there as well. I'm a really good root, so.
0: Oh, <laughs> a Diamond Shag. Oh,
3: very good. <laughs> yeah. See, I
0: didn't realise it went to Diamond. Well yeah. done. That's very. When good. you get to
3: my when you get to my level of that. Oh right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, now. I believe uh, Shane Dealer, you may have bumped into a fuckwit as early as this morning.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, it was it was quite it was it took me back a little bit. I, I'm doing a charity event to help one of my mates who's got a daughter who's got a terminal illness, right? And you know, we're all getting getting behind her and trying to raise some funds and put out a post saying, you know, get behind it, and here's what we're doing. And this fuckwit thought it would be a great opportunity to use that post and that forum to have a whinge about our weekend you know, um, surcharge that we charge to make sure we can pay our staff properly. (laughs) I'm like, good good on you, dickhead. I'm like, seriously.
0: Uh, What is, seriously, what is wrong with people? How often do you get people complaining about weekend surcharges?
3: Uh, All the time. And, and, and I I get it. Like, you know, we're always, always trying to keep, you know, costs down and I, I totally understand. And, they say, well, why are you charging us more on a weekend? I'm like, have you flown over, you know, interstate or gotten an Uber or had a tradie come out? It's not just hospitality mm. doing it.
1: Mm. But um,
3: these are also the same people who jump up and down about stock and not getting paid properly. So, yeah. like, you know, fuck it, hell, we, we want to do the right thing. <laughs> Get behind us.
2: Well, what I recommend you say to these people is say, I was trying to price you out. I didn't want you here.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the extra ten bucks on the end of the bill is probably going to fucking do it, you idiot. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, how do you go? How do you go with tipping these days? Shane? because without cash, t- tipping is evolving into a slightly mm. trickier process.
3: Yeah, it's a it's it's a hard one. I mean. Um, it's really hard so people tip they tip on card and then basically what we do is we sort of you know gather all the cash that may have come through which isn't much anymore and that's what we give to our staff um and then obviously the, you know they dodge the ato and they don't pay them but um <laughs> but it's becoming it's becoming harder and harder and harder i think generally what's going to happen is that that we're going to have to start paying staff tips on the books which will they'll lose their absolute mind over um, but it's, you know, it's, it's getting tough. It is really getting tough. No one's got cash anymore. No cash here. No.
1: Mm.
0: And what about, who are the, uh, give us a profile of your best tippers in your experience over the years and your worst tippers.
3: Mate, wogs are the best tippers. <laughs> right. Wag, Wag, yeah. The, the, the wog trade is the best tipper. Especially if, especially if they have a good time. You know, if they come in and have a belter over time and the waitress and all the waiters been good and they make them feel comfortable and they've had a few good bottles of wine, boom, they just round up to the next hundred and everyone's happy. So it's, um, nah, it's always, it's always been those blokes.
0: Right. And your worst tippers?
3: <laughs> Comedian. He's going he's gonna to
0: describe people that look like us, Tom Gleason. I think so. <laughs> Is
3: it white people? The, 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 no, no, look, the, the worst tippers are probably the people who, uh, it, 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 no, they, they actually do tip. So like, it's, 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 the, it's probably my view Or the guy who watches SBS and have travelled a little bit around the world and are in their sort of mid to late 60s um, don't have a lot of expendable income and they'll leave an extra five or ten bucks um, if they've got it, but they don't really have it. So um, yeah. <laughs> the waiters could have cracked the sheets a little bit.
2: I, I imagine non-drinkers too. If people, if they don't drink, they're probably less likely to tip. Is that fair? Oh.
3: Are there people that don't drink. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah! Yeah, We don't. We, to be honest, we don't see a lot of Andeans, which is really
0: nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hey, what about? I mean, you've been a chef for a very long time. How annoying is the uh, dietary requirements? Because uh, it's a whole different world now to twenty years ago, isn't it? Yeah, mate, and it's a it's
3: a hard one because as a business owner. Um, all are welcome. We want all the dietary requirements. And, and to be honest, Maha has been renowned for catering for dietary requirements. It's kind of it's what we do when, when we first kicked off the the business. I reckon about three to five percent of our customers had a dietary requirement or were vegetarian. Mm. Um, now that's like fifteen percent of our market. Um, it's a lot, and fifteen percent of our market are vegan or vegetarian. And then I would easily say thirty percent of our customers have a dietary requirement of some sort. The one, and, we're, and, and it's really hard, especially at Maha, where it's a set menu. So you're getting up to like 20 different dishes to go and adjust every single fucking dish to try to make sure it's okay and still keep the same level of cuisine. It's a tough one. The yeah. one where we push back on, we're saying dietary requirement or allergy, like if you're intolerant to something, but hey, I'm not fucking Jenny Craig. Like if you're coming in and you're on a low carb diet and you can't eat sugar, that's not my problem. You know, like, like, like fucking, like go home. Like that, like honestly, that's not my problem. And you get, you get, you get some truck walking and go, hey brother, I'm on a big car, I'm on a full carb diet, and I want lots of beef. And like, yeah, okay, great. Don't want anything green. I'm like, fucking, give me a break, mate. Or you get the other one. Or you get the other one coming and saying, I can't eat anything with the letter Q in it. I'm like, oh
1: fuck. I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my my issue is I'm quite happy with vegetarian and yeah. vegan and yeah. and I get it I don't like pescatarian because pescatarian yeah. is just a fussy omnivore really So
0: pescatarian <laughs> is they will eat fish
2: they eat seafood Be- They're a
0: vegetarian who eats so
2: seafood They are a veget they're they're, a veg- they're, a, they're a, no they're an omnivore who won't eat some meats <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. my point. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. And 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 completely in no just like you know, I, they don't give a shit about fish for some reason. You know, like but oh, I know, but, I don't. I'm like if you just don't eat animals, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Or eat all of them.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Don't pick and oh, choose. We, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hundred percent. And we get we get we get the muppet that comes in and says that they're gluten free. That's fine. My head chef is like celiac. Like he, got, he he's like full on gluten free. Yeah, but they'll they'll break our balls the whole way through the journey, and then when it comes to dessert, they're more than happy to have the donuts.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right. Yeah.
3: Like, okay. oh, we'll, make it, we'll make an exception there. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Yeah, For appreciate
2: that. <laughs> yeah. Or it's upsetting when someone goes to a lot of trouble to say that they're gluten intolerant perhaps, and so you go to all that trouble. And then later in the evening, as you're casually chatting about this and that, they mention just, just casually that they haven't actually been diagnosed. They've just noticed
1: that <laughs> yeah, they feel better when they don't eat gluten. You're like, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought we were okay. going to
2: have to pull out an EpiPen if you had something wrong, and really you just didn't quite like having that.
3: <laughs> yeah, or, the, or, or, or or their naturopath told them that they shouldn't eat gluten. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah.
1: that
0: would piss you off if they uh, said yeah. my naturopath said
3: I can Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and, we, and we get like people coming and say, I can't eat any fructose, I can't eat any soy, I can't eat mm. any of this and this and this and this. And we're like, oh, okay, uh, what happens? Do you like... Spontaneously just combust or yeah. oh no, no, my my matrix has said that I'm not sleeping well, so I should probably avoid these
0: things. Oh my god. I took my wife on one of our very first ever dates to Maha and the waiter came over and said any dietaries and my wife said I can't do onion or garlic. Oh, and wow. I looked at the waiter, yeah, this is in <laughs> this is in in Maha, right? Wow. I look at the waiter and he's just frozen. As a yeah. little bead of sweat rolls down the side of his face. Yeah. And he says, just wait there. And he disappears because <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't one thing on the menu she could have. Mm. Yeah. You know, because he used a lot of onion and garlic. Mm. Anyway, he came back and the chef had handwritten uh, just a few options that weren't on the menu that wow. she could have. So my point is, the service was outstanding, but she was probably quite annoying for the staff there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, mate, no one, you know, garlic's the easiest dietary we get. Believe me, I, uh, I, I'll, take a, I'll take a screenshot and send you some really interesting ones. But, to, but I mean, look, it's the world we live in now, and and, and most people have a, an intolerance of some sort. Um, but kind of, look, I mean. I'm a chef and I love food, but I know if I drink too much milk, I'm squirting squirting poo out in the dunny all night. Um, but, I, but, but I still have milk in my coffee and I still have an ice cream. I just have to I, I just yeah, know. Yeah, because you stick on. at it. I, I You're committed. Paper. Yeah, yeah yes. I'm, in it. I'm in it.
0: So anyway. Uh, all right, let's get a few other rules from you. Uh, after, you <clears throat> after you hand over your order to the waiter, how long have you got to change that order? Is it too late immediately? Have you got 30 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes?
3: Uh, uh, if, you're, if you've had entrees and want to change your main course, you're dreaming. Right. Like, so, so I reckon, I reckon if, if you put your order in and food's coming out, huh. it's too late. Right. You know, it dep- oh, but it depends where you're at. If you're in a Chinese restaurant and they're going to – like, you know, your local Chinese restaurant, they probably wouldn't have ha- – they probably haven't started cooking the beef and getting the fish out and all that kind of stuff. They're yeah. pulling it out and cooking it to order. But if you're in a, in a restaurant where you, if you're ordering a steak and you're halfway through, you want on check it, you know what? I probably wouldn't mind a piece of fish. You, you, no chance. They've already started cooking that. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, what about changes to the menu where people start, uh, you know, just – Rearranging items as they appear in the menu. <laughs> we
3: oh, like, would so someone it, says,
0: oh, "Oh, you've got the." Uh, can I have the? Uh, so let's say the steak comes with a with a sauce and with some vegetables, and they start going. Ah, uh, right, I
3: want to change it up. So I want I want a, a capachosa but I want anchovies on yeah, it and yeah. pineapple on it. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, look, it's, it, it, it can be it can be a bit of a pain in the butt, but. Most often than not. I mean, mm. at the end of the day, I think I think restaurateurs need to be there to sort out their customers and, and make sure they get what they want. You yeah, know, you're if, you're if, being if a bit diplomatic
2: if, there. I think you should be saying you have a knife and fork. You can rearrange it using that.
1: Look, I think
3: if they're asking for the uh, fucking duck sauce on, on the beef, it's not a big deal, but... Um, you know, if they're asking to sort of yeah. recreate a dish and be a you know, mystery box right at the table, I think it's all right. right. I'm going to be the
2: maitre d' at Maha. I am. I'm going to really, I'm going to really sort out the wheat from the chaff with your yes, customers. Right. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> sort
0: that lot <line> out. Uh, <laughs> when uh, when customers are looking for attention from a waiter, is it okay to click their fingers and yell, on"? <laughs> <laughs> Not unless they want
3: to lose a hand. No. Uh, so, okay. Can I tell you, there is nothing more insulting that when you look at the waiter and give him the whistle or click click your fingers, it's like are oh, you yeah. fucking for real? Or or in the, excuse me, sweetheart,
1: yeah. and I oh, to order yeah. a
3: drink. Like, oh, oh yeah, no worries, buddy. It's a good way to get things moving. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I mean, just general rudeness. I imagine would be possibly the most annoying thing you get in the restaurant.
3: Yeah, or when you get you know the thing is now, I don't I don't mind and I don't think our our, our staff mind someone that's. Confrontational, or someone you know in the venue where you can deal with it, and you know whether it's out of their ignorance or their arrogance that they, they want to just pipe up on the day. It's 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 the muppets who sit there and want to give you shit once they've left, you know, and sit there and they'll, 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 they'll make they'll make comments over social media saying. Yeah. Oh, and I thought it it was pathetic that every waiter in there had an accent and I couldn't understand what they were saying. Like, are you serious? (laughs) Or or it's like, you know, the waiter leaned over me and as they leaned over me, I could smell their perfume and it was too strong and I couldn't taste my food. Oh, 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 give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) Or what about
2: about, – what about um, customers that are too friendly who need to drag the the staff into every conversation? Oh, so they come yeah, in just yeah. to take an order. It's like we were just talking about the election. Who do you think is going to win?
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's, it's it's they're generally the customers who don't want to talk to each other. Yes, <laughs> right, yeah. They're uh, looking for someone to interject. The wait is far more interesting. What are your rules, uh, Shane Delia, around? birthdays, engagements, anniversaries. Do they, can they get uh, tedious?
3: No. You know, we try to over-deliver on those things, and we I think we do a pretty good job. We, You know, some restaurants won't do candles. They won't do sparklers. They won't – but when they want the fucking restaurant, front of house brigade to line up like an orchestra and sit there and sing them happy birthday, that's pushing a bit too far. <laughs> or,
1: uh, or, or, yes. or like
3: we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, customers, we'll get customers to ride in and uh, have a whinge afterwards and say – and I just didn't think it was, you know, appropriate how nobody came to my table and offered us all cupcakes for my birthday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not,
3: we're not the cheesecake shop, mate. <laughs> there's, there's a dessert menu there. You pick something off it, we'll serve it to you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's, uh, it can be an interesting one. But but no, like birthdays, we do the whole lot. We come out and bring out the little cake, you know, with happy birthday on it. We will do that handwritten letter and say, thank you very much and happy birthday and do all those bits and pieces. But you know, or when they complain about, but the table next to us had two sparklers, and my friend only got a candle. I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs>
0: and knowing, hey, what about engagements? Have you had some interesting ones over the
3: years? Yeah, we've had a couple. We've had we've had we've had a couple that have actually hasn't gone the way that i would hoped. said oh. no, <laughs> <laughs> that's always really awkward. Right. Uh, we've had we, we've had we've had the the proposals where it's actually ended up in a full blown like argument, and everybody's mm. screaming down the house, and one person walks out and. Um, but, yeah, you know, you always get a few interesting ones. Um, you know, you don't want to kiss and tell, but we've, we, <laughs> we had a proposal once and then um, upstairs in, at the Papa Maha there's like this little cage area where there's a disabled access and everything. And the, the disabled access um, cage door was kind of slightly open and these place, these people wanted to celebrate pretty quickly. I remember, oh, oh as, no! As, as I walked outside and I've yeah. seen the fucking door jarred open, I looked inside it. Jesus Christ, I couldn't wait
1: till they got home. Yeah. <laughs> when,
0: when we said get a room, we meant a room at your own house, yeah. <laughs> not upstairs here. <laughs> yeah. That was
1: uh, funny.
0: Well, what about what about public display? I mean, that's a sort of a private public display of affection. What about pr- public displays of affection at the table in a restaurant? A couple yeah. who are having a full-on pash at their
3: table. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's really interesting because generally it's it's the bloke that's having an affair with his missus, and, and you think you want to do that at home in a hotel room, not in the restaurant. Yes. But uh, but uh, but um, we do get people who decide to rearrange the furniture in the dining room. That's always that's always funny. <laughs> you know, you see they sit, there, they sit there, and go, oh, we want to sit, we want to sit side by side. We're like, oh, uh, but it's a, t- it's a table for two. You sit across to each other. Oh well, we'll just change that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Turn
3: it around, and then all the other tables are backed up next to each other. It just makes it really awkward, but. Uh, you know, you, a bit of kissing at the table kind of gets
0: everyone talking. Anyway, adds to the ambience. <laughs> it adds to the ambience. Okay, <laughs> very diplomatic. Uh, what about what are the rules around kids? Uh, given that uh, Tom and I both have, I've got one. Tom's got two young ones. I can't yeah. count the number of times we've taken the young fella out to a restaurant with an iPad. What are the uh, what are your general rules around kids, iPads, etc.?
3: Kids and iPads, as long as I'm keeping quiet, no, I've got no, got no issue with it. Generally, with kids that come into our restaurants, there's no issue. Once they're sort of old enough to sit at the table and you know feed themselves or you know sort of from five and up, not an issue. The big issue you have, and it's not really an issue for me, it's an issue for the rest of the diners, is when a, a new parents will decide they want to go out for dinner with their newborn in a pram and bring that pram into a fine oh, dining restaurant at seven yeah. o'clock on a Friday night, First yeah. of all, jamming up the fucking passageway where nobody can get through. <laughs> Secondly, having a baby scream the fucking house down. Every house down. Uh, and then they end, and the customers end up complaining to us. Excuse me, can you tell that baby to quiet down? I'm like, you fucking go tell that baby to quiet down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want that pram here. Don't take prams to a restaurant. No, it's, uh,
2: you me. need the baby in a capsule. Yes. Yeah. Capsule's okay. You can put it under the table. Under the table, Just yeah. treat them like, you yeah. know, a bag of shopping, yeah. well, which is all they're worth at that point. <laughs> And if that baby cries, you are out.
1: <laughs> Go you on. pick
2: up the baby and you leave. That's the rule. That's what yeah. I did. If it, my yeah, when I'd have a baby, that's like mm. should just like slightly whimper, and I'd be I'd fucking run two blocks from that restaurant, yeah. <laughs> leave, let, let all the diners enjoy themselves. I couldn't handle the shame. Yeah,
3: I, I think at lunchtime, I think at lunchtime you can get away with it. I yeah, think like you know, you know, but in a in a in a dinner situation. Mate, leave. Find a babysitter. Yeah, leave it with leave it with, your, with your cousin or your brother, or just don't fucking come. Yeah, and you know, or if look. you're at
2: lunch and the table next to you there's ten women and they're all in their forties and they're really they're five chardonnays deep, they're they're drowning out the noise of your baby. You're fine. Indeed. The yeah. <laughs> Jet engine would could fire up and it, you still wouldn't hear it. If they've had five chardonnays
0: <laughs> each, they would come over to look at the baby and give you a cuddle. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: so
1: cute. Ah. <laughs> uh,
0: now, I, you know, once in Adelaide, I was at a restaurant on Goodger Street in Adelaide. I was there with my girlfriend at the time, and there was only one other table, and they were about sort of two tables away from us, and they had a baby, and they changed the baby's nappy Ooh. in the restaurant.
3: Oh. oh, yeah. That's nice. And
0: yeah. we, uh, me and my girlfriend got up and walked out.
3: I would do that. We just left. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Right, we could they, smell they, the poo at yeah. our table. Yeah. They silver served the shikes on the side plate. Yeah.
1: Like, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> that is extraordinary. It was not a fun experience. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, can I, Shane Delia, if someone else has finished their meal, uh, can I have some of the food that's left on their plate? Even if it's at what? a plate on another table. Can I say to a waiter, hey, they've, they've finished, right? Yeah. Can I just have the last couple of bites of that steak?
3: Yeah, maybe in Brody. But, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, in a, in a post-COVID environment, probably not. We could probably use that as the, yeah. way. So, guys, look, you know, COVID restrictions, you can't actually go and lick the T-bone over the fucking next table. But
2: What if you <laughs> offer to help? Uh, Clear. So you go, I'll go, I'll take this plate back to the kitchen for you and you just have a munch on the way.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Look, we we don't even like people taking stuff away and takeaway containers, let alone scoffing off other people's plates in the dining room.
2: But, yeah, um, there's, no, so there's a lot of nerves over the doggy bag. Is that, is that about um, food poisoning or is it about your product not being treated correctly with the respect it you know, deserves? You,
1: you
3: know, the thing is it's, it's way near about our product being treated correct, uh, correctly. It's just that we're, we live in such a nanny state where we've got so many governing rules and there's so much exposure to getting sued and at every corner that ah. you, you, you don't want to give somebody a piece of fish to take home they leave it out on the kitchen bench all night and eat it for the dinner the next day, get food poisoning and then sue me. So Got it's it. like
0: you know what, just no. Yeah, right. Okay, so go, to go ahead and thought about it. that's a good point.
2: Or you could I, say you I, can. I'll put it in a box for you, but you have to eat it now in front of me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you eat it before you get in the yeah. car.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, now, Shane, can you sell an argument between my wife and I? My wife is a bandit. When we're out at dinner, it's a few people. She loves getting the plates when everyone's finished and stacking them up.
3: Oh, that is so rude.
0: Right, and I say to her, so I say to her, you don't work here at the restaurant. Yeah. And that's someone else's, but- I, I feel like you're getting in the way. It's, do you hate that as a general rule?
3: It's it's not it's not about getting in the way. What it shows to the restaurant manager and the waiters is that you're not fucking doing your job, so therefore I'll stack the plates and get rid of them. Ah, it's, right. It's like you're not moving quick enough, idiot. I've had yeah. to sit here for the last 10 minutes looking at these empty plates. So you know what? I'll just stack them up and uh, when you get around, move them.
2: Mm. Yeah, a pet hate of mine, or it's, mm. is, is when you put your cutlery like you're finished. Yes, and I've noticed younger staff, maybe not at Maha, come up and say, "Have you finished?" And it's like, "Read the cutlery, mate." <laughs> yeah,
1: the cutlery says, "I'm finished." <laughs> yes.
2: you've revealed but to you... me that you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. And I've but told my kids you know, that you're... I'm like that. They don't know what they're talking <laughs> about.
3: <laughs> you're you're a, you're a dying breed, though, Mister Gleason, because a right. lot of people don't understand cutlery, cutlery etiquette. Yeah, and you could have it anyway, and they just kind of don't know. So waiters now just have to ask the question because someone may yes. just put their cutlery together and just clear it. They'll go, wait, oi, oi, what are you doing? I'm still eating. Right. I'm eating. So, yes. I think I'm,
2: yeah, I think you're right. I'm part of a dying breed. I was at a winery oh, the okay. other day and uh, the, they came around and put the bun on the right plate on the right-hand side and your bread plate's on the left. And, uh, yeah, and it right. was a bit tread It led to all kinds of issues. Everyone was eating the wrong bun. I just it's a
0: nightmare. I feel like we need to get these things right. <laughs> see, I just the show was with you. I just thought mm-hmm. knife and fork together. That's game over, and everyone knows that. But I
2: see because no. some people might copy you, and they're not finished. Maybe they just put the uh, and, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, right.
0: See, I make a point of having my knife and fork at right angles if I haven't finished. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same.
2: Oh. Yeah. Or I make a oh, point of like- having them in my hands. <laughs> I make a point of using them
0: <laughs> so they you can like see. The
1: Fancy, yeah, you <laughs> like the fancy.
0: We really are. How often do you get? Okay, now, let me ask you this one next. Where do you stand on people groups wanting to divvy up bills, split bills?
3: Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. but yeah. it's, it's, it's the world. It's the world that we're in now. You know, it's the funny. The funny thing is seeing there watching them try to. You know, the biggest the funny. I mean, I go with my mates and. You know, if we're going at a table of four or table of six, we've always generally got the assumption that whatever it is, we're just going to split it down the guts and everyone's yeah. going to take a share. Yeah. The, fr- the funny thing is, we're sitting there going, But you had three glasses of water, but didn't you have four pieces of that hummus yeah. And I had an extra piece of bread. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. And I'll like, your table, she wants to pay sixteen fifty. he wants to pay twenty four ninety. And it's like, You you guys are just dreamers. So look, it it, it's, and it just slows it down for the whole dining room. But mm. uh, it's it's a pain in the ass, but unfortunately, that's something
2: we have to live with. Yeah, I think that sometimes I notice people who might have been taking it easy on the, maybe they didn't have the wine because they were were on a budget or whatever and they didn't have the this, that and the other. And then at the end you go, we're splitting it in half or thirds or quarter and they're like, oh, they're annoyed and they feel ripped off. I like to think that feeling should teach them a lesson to enjoy themselves next time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like learn the lesson.
2: You're disappointed, aren't you? Well, next time, (laughs) muck in because that's what I did when I had the martini to start.
0: You know what I did? I drank the wine and right now
2: I feel good. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Thanks for subsidising my meal, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I
3: drank more because I knew you weren't going to Yeah, it. I
2: do. That's why I invited you.
3: Because
2: yeah. I, I knew you wouldn't order an entree. You'd only have the mains and a glass of water, and now you are paying for my <laughs> limoncello. You're paying for You're full.
3: It wasn't because of your conversation. Nobody actually liked you. <laughs> <laughs> You're just here as a government subsidy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, now, just a couple more for you, uh, uh, Shane, how often? I I imagine it's incredibly annoying, but how often do people complain about prices or dispute the bill?
3: Uh, you know it's 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 never on this on the night. Um, and the thing is with our bill that you know the thing is with bills that that they actually you actually know what you're buying, right? Like you see the price. It's not it's not a fucking at the end of the meal we just suddenly go and you're going to pay four hundred dollars. Like, actually, no, the steak is X, the drink is Y. It's when we get people sit there whinging and saying, oh, but the wine was so expensive, choose a cheaper fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> like, you, know, you, know, you know exactly, that. if the wine says it's 36 it's thirty six fifty. Like, it's not suddenly we put it at 42 because we don't like the color of your fucking hair. Yeah. Um, like, it's, you know, so, so, like, it's always, like, I, I think that people, when, when people whinge about price, it's generally because they haven't had a good time you know if've they've, if, they've, if they've had a great time, price is relevant if there's been something that's wrong, um, then they'll start throwing you know, throwing stones and everything and price is the first one they talk about but hey it doesn't it doesn't happen too much, but when it does it's always a bit of a laugh. hey has
0: anyone ever had a sip of their wine and sent it back
3: Oh yeah, oh, oh really? yeah, and, and it's always a really interesting one, right because sometimes you like you know we've got there's a you know nearly a million bucks of wine um that we've got under under cellar and you know, someone will order a 400, $500 bottle of wine and then go, that wine's cork.
1: And oh. you're
3: like, really? Oh. Really? And that's That's a moment where you go, all right, the sommelier comes over, it smells the wine. Mm-hmm. If it's cork, you go, no problem. We'll try to recoup that money from the driver like we've ordered for most often not, we don't get the money back. But um, if the sommelier walks over and does it, he's like, this is how this wine's supposed to taste. And you go back to the guest, have you had this wine before? Yeah, oh, of course I have. Are you sure? Because this is actually the characteristics of what this wine is supposed to taste like. Yeah. Are you just, are you disputing my, um, you know, culinary palate? Like, fuck yeah. Actually we are, but you end up just wearing it. You know, so look, they go I want another bottle of the same. Like, well, how about we don't give you another bottle of the same? It's going to be in exactly the same spot because there's nothing actually fucking wrong with that wine. Mm. But let's, let's, let's open something else that you might like. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't happen too often. Most people most people are pretty good. And if there's something wrong with it, um, we've probably caught it. We've picked it up before we are giving it to them. Hey,
0: if ever I'm there and someone says a bottle of $500 wine's corked, I'll, I'll have it for $200. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Palm it if, it really is, if, if it really is corked, I'll give it to you. For yeah. if, not, <laughs> if not, I'll be taking it over.
0: <laughs> Bring it over. My, my palate's so dead that I could drink a corked wine and not even know.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's some good wine. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: And, uh, and finally, reviews, because people do love leaving reviews online these days. What's, uh, what are some of the annoying things or frustrating things that people will say in reviews?
1: Uh,
3: when they ringe about things that are totally out of your control. The table next door was so noisy, I could hear every word that they were saying. Well, uh, right, we yeah, yeah. Should have leant over and said to them, hey, guys, can keep it down a bit. I don't actually want to hear about who cheated on who. Uh, or, um, yeah. or, um, or you always, or you know, because we are Middle Eastern restaurants. Uh, we know we're not traditional Middle Eastern restaurants. You can go down Sydney Road and get Grateful there, but we get it. But when you get the, the traditional Arab coming and go, it was nothing like my mother cooks, and you know I like the hummus with. Actually, this is not Middle Eastern food. I don't. I well, okay, I know about it, but if you're not actually our target market, and I get it. It's not like mums, um, but you know they're always pretty. And I suppose the ones that, the ones that say. All I wanted to do was take a photo of my food, and the lighting
0: is so bad I couldn't get a clean shot. Oh, that's such a 2022 review, isn't it?
3: Uh, Yeah, it's like, um, okay, yeah, fine.
0: uh, Speaking about, you know, reviewing the thing, as in in your case, the food, but also comedy, I read a review once written for Husey at the Adelaide Fringe, uh, and the reviewer spent the first paragraph of the review talking about how drunk the group of blokes in front of her were, yeah, uh, and how one of them had farted right before the show started. It's <laughs> like, so how's Hughesy responsible yeah. for what's going on with with that group of blokes? I oh, uh, could have
2: done one of his rank vegan farts and it could have just <laughs> sailed over the audience and, and reached them at the exact same time. We'd we, we the Smelt room. Like, <laughs> it smelled like compost. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know it well. Uh, so Shane, what's your um before we say farewell what are your media commitments at the moment where can people catch up with you and see what you're
1: doing
3: uh most weeks on channel nine on postcards it's sunday 5 30 um which is always a, a bit of fun um we've got a another middle east feast sort of about to be be launched soon so that'll be on sbs again um but apart from that you can catch me on my instagram or come into the restaurant
0: there you go. Lovely. Get in there. And if you haven't tasted uh, Shane oh, Delia's
3: stuff, I it is highly great. recommend it.
2: Maha is like, yeah.
0: Well, Maha's the about, best. It's about as good as you'll get. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, go you-
2: there, click your fingers. You get service yeah, straight away. <laughs> like your Hand like, in your variations. They love a split bill. Oh, split it like make sure it's yeah, make sure it's like split it in a weird way that no one split it via a prime number. Take all the kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah say that Thanks. we want to split the bill so that the mm. second decimal point, uh, the, the, it all lands on a three. Can yeah. you do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they'll cater to whatever <laughs> diet you happen to be on when you get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Shane Delia hmm. it's been a bloody pleasure mate and uh, thanks, thanks for your insights and thanks for having a laugh with us uh, It
3: was fun guys, thanks a lot and uh, it, uh, thanks to all the customers who make it interesting for us, it's always, it's always fun at the end of the night having a drink and talking about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, he is the diamond shag, Shane Delia uh, Tom Gleeson, thank you for thank joining you. us on Don't Be a Fuckwit No worries uh, Hard Quiz on the ABC
2: 8 o'clock on Wednesdays On the ABC. On the ABC.
0: Thank you very much, mate. And uh, if you did enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend, uh, write a review, and uh, give us five stars. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five stars. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't be a fuckwit.
1: One, two, three, (laughs) four.